Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 290 with a review of Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I am Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. And this week, it's finally here, the 37th movie in the Marvel Phase 2 product uh, line. Are you it kidding is, me? Huh? <laughs> Have it actually been, has it actually been that big? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually believed you. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I mean, it might as well be. I don't know how, how many films has it been. It's been. There's like, probably been like like it's ten. Been, it's been nine. at least thirty. No. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, they've well, got the it, they've it, got the uh, universe mapped out to 2028, so there's gonna be like 37 eventually. Well, I think I think the standard filler contract for any person that comes into the series is we sign you for like 12 movies. So, we might as well just if we add all the actors in the series, it has to be up to like fifty now, <laughs> but something like that. Yeah. Plus, we have all these like teasers at end of films that tease other parts of the series that we haven't seen yet, and those are all going to get sequels. So, th- this isn't technically the thirty seventh film, but it probably, in combined with everything that we know that exists now, equals to the eventuality of at least thirty seven. Wait, I just I, I was I, talking to, to oh, my so- friend, like whoever, whatever marketing set of evil people came up with this idea to tie them all together they were like geniuses they're gonna make so much money off of off of this franchise yeah like like the just the act of making these films where the characters in one are seen in the other one too and in order to understand it you have to have watched the other movie it it's like an evil plan that (laughs) will work wonderfully well i mean i think what, what 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 part of what makes it so genius is that in it, at least every branch in this tree, at least one of the branches is good. So even if, like, even if, you know, by the fourth film or whatever, you're not as stoked as you were on the original or the second one or the third one or whatever, you're still, there's still some fondness for what you're watching in general that allows you to get past liking or not liking it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, we weren't the hugest fans of the first Thor. Um, but I think we had, like, at least Carson and I had a great time watching the second one, right, Carson? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. So it's like we may have not cared to see the second Thor if Thor wasn't part of this other series of films. So yeah, I, I think it's it's as genius as it is manipulative as it is uh, interesting what they're doing. It's yeah. like infuriating and awesome at the same time. It's <laughs> like you're Nick Furiating. It's like you're taking my money, yet sometimes I don't care. Wait, what, what did you say, Stephen? You just find it infuriating. I, I just said Nick Furiating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have anything useful to add. <laughs> Wait, I, I counted out all the movies. There's if you count uh, Guardians of the Galaxy this summer, there there will be ten movies hmm. so far from Marvel. Well, there you go. Are, are they planning a movie about uh, Scarlett Johansson's Natasha character? Probably at some point, yeah. Because she's gotten quite a bit out of like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was in it almost as much as Captain America was. I think they want to do a, a solo movie for her and a solo movie for uh, Nick Fury at some point. I know they've been talking about um, her character getting a solo movie for a while, but yeah. I don't know. At the very least, we're gonna have Lucy, so that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's good. <laughs> I mean, it seems it seems inevitable that she would get her own movie. Yeah, uh, maybe Lucy is the uh, origin story of Black Widow. 
Well, that we just, that, we just don't that would not make sense considering Lucy has way more powers than Black Widow. Has. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Black Widow can pretend she's other people, and that's it. I was just trying to get a Lucy plug in there. Yeah, should, as, as was I. Because I'm. St- have you seen the trailer for Lucy, uh, Stephen? Uh, no, I haven't. It it looks like Luke Besson finally awoken from his slumber, and hmm. uh, made a sweet movie. That yeah, was basically Luke Besson saw the movie Limitless and was like, "What if we put Scarlett Johansson in this instead of Bradley <laughs> Cooper and He's made like, it badass?" This movie was shit. I put woman in it and make it awesome. That was my French accent. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to talk about Lucy right now. We're here to talk about Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, were, were any of you guys excited to see this movie going in? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't think not- I was excited as like uh, some of. I don't think I'm not. I wasn't excited as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, but that, that's more of an ensemble uh, piece. This is more, you know theoretically more one character centric so i mean yeah, I mean, it, it I, did wind up pretty ensemble-ish though yeah yeah um, yeah but uh, i mean just for the fact that like i uh i don't know i mean i, I enjoyed the the first captain america very much and uh, i mean yeah like you know i was looking forward to it but the trailer didn't wow me as much as uh some of the other marvel trailers so i just wasn't as i guess completely overjoyed for it so what about you steven I mean, for any movie like this, I'm not usually thrilled to go into it because I know I know the lower bound is very low on what it could be. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I also know they're occasionally pretty good. Uh, in, in this case, I saw the trailer and I thought, like, at the very least, I'm not going to hate myself in two hours. <laughs> like, it'll, like, it'll be kind of fun no matter what. Uh, but definitely not thrilled to be watching it either. Yeah, for me, I wasn't that excited for the first uh, Captain America, and it actually impressed me quite a bit. Like, I was very happy with uh, what we got out of that film. Um, I was not excited for the existence of a second Captain America solo film originally, but when that when that first full length trailer came out, it kind of uh, you know I, I didn't you know get the bug completely, but it sort of kind of was like piquing my interest. Like I was like, wow, I just watched a trailer that makes me not hate Captain America the character, um, just because. I find the shtick of who Captain America is uh, kind of grating a little bit. Um, Like, my my favorite Captain America appearance in all ten films, spoilers, is a short cameo he has in the middle of Thor 2, um, (laughs) where, um, let's just say that it's, uh, if you haven't seen Thor 2, there's a scene that sort of takes what Captain America is to its most extreme state, and uh, it's it's like a five-second cameo, but it's hilarious, and that, that is my image of what captain america is so basically making fun of captain america (laughs) yeah yeah completely and uh you know that's kind of how i view the character in general so when i saw the trailer for this movie and it was more it it seemed a little more serious and it seemed that uh captain america the shtick was kind of wearing off and just the what he stands for was kind of taking over and i liked that idea of He's not just that annoying guy who's like, eh, we got to do things for justice and more like, <laughs> oh, I actually see a problem with what's going on here. And I'm not sure if the things I'm doing are the right things to be doing. Like that aspect of the trailer kind of uh, made me go like, oh, this might actually be an interesting uh, Captain America instead of him just talking to other Avengers saying like really stupid justice sounding things and being annoying. So 
that that was my thought going in. What do you say we get into this review, guys? Let's go for it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer and then come back and let you guys know what we thought. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. They join S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. You have to, to build a better world. Sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. step people are gonna die I can't let that happen Captain America needs my help when do we start we just did the price of freedom is high it's a price I'm willing to pay. You told me not to trust anyone. This is how it ends. Everything goes. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Damn right. guys from the bad guys if they're shooting at you they're bad all right so you just listened to the trailer for captain america the winter soldier um this is you know the next captain america film he is you know working doing all these cool missions and stuff being all super elite because he's captain america uh, and, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is working on this new project that has giant helicarriers and stuff, and um, this bad guy shows up trying to take out a bunch of people, and he is, you know, known as the Winter Soldier, and Captain America has a new guy who might be able to actually fight him as opposed to the lackeys that he just kicks around, and, uh, yeah, without getting into too much spoilery stuff related to the plot, that is the basic premise. Another Captain America, a new S.H.I.E.L.D. program, a new bad guy. What did you guys think of this film? Uh, well, I can tell you, I was not looking forward to this review because I don't understand all the positivity towards this film because it was, uh, for a Marvel movie and just for an action-adventure superhero movie, it was pretty shockingly bland and terrible, in my opinion. I did not enjoy this movie at all. <laughs> um more so than the Avengers. Like, I know that I was odd man out on that, and I'm going to be odd man out on this one again because it has, like, an 88% or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone seems to be eating it up and saying it's the best Marvel movie and et cetera, et cetera. 
but I really don't understand all the love for it. Like, I can understand, you know, everyone getting on board with Avengers, because, like, yeah, at least that movie had a sense of fun. It was pretty goofy. Uh, it's the first time they were all together, so I can understand that. But this movie is just so rote in its story and just in its in its nature. Like, I, I don't see, like, why everyone was getting so on board with it. Like, I feel like the the first Captain America, like, which I said, I enjoyed very much. I think it had a, a really cool uh, old cinematic look to it, and it had a, a lot of adventurous spirit and sort of like an Indiana Jones type of vibe going on. Um, and and that, that whole tone is completely jettisoned in this sequel, and we get sort of like the the gritty, like, real-world Nolanized version of, of Captain America, and I don't know, I just, I just don't seem to, to me, that just didn't, it didn't jive well with me, like, I, I think that, you know, we've said before how Marvel seems to be, you know, creating their universe with, like, this sense of fun, and, and, uh, they have, like, a lot of carefree superheroes, and, uh, DC is obviously, going for the more like brooding gritty and like grounded take on superheroes and uh i don't know like i i just feel like it 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 feels tonally out of place with not only captain america but with the marvel universe in general and uh i thought that was just like very distracting in my opinion Uh, especially you were chris was saying how you know He's not a fan of the Captain America shtick, and yeah, like his his shtick, it kind of gets annoying a little bit, you know, because he's all he's very like overly patriotic, and he's just kind of like fish out of water guy. Um, but I felt like that in the first movie, at least, I thought Chris Evans did a really good job of making him this like charming, uh, you know, go for broke dude. Like you, you were rooting for him as a hero, and uh, I felt like you know he embodied this sort of fish out of water character very well like you know because he was not only a fish out of water later in time but also you know in body and mind because he went from being like you know this anorexic dude to like some buff superhero so i I felt like he did a really good job with that and I, i was very impressed with his performance in the first captain america and in here i know he's obviously he's supposed to be you know sort of questioning you know the everything and what's going on but i don't know there was something about like he seemed angry in this movie like he you know like he was gonna turn to the camera and be like you know i picked the pick the wrong day to stop sniffing glue like (laughs) it just it just he seemed like very like he wasn't his charming self that like i it very much enjoyed in the first movie you know and like i said like the you know that first movie had so much energy and fun to it and this movie is just like we got to put our serious face on because that's all we're going to be. And, you know, especially in the wake of Iron Man 3 and Thor 2, which really took the Marvel movies, I think, to the next level in terms of, you know, just being like crazy fun entertainment and just really, uh, you know, they were not only, you know, they, they had that feeling at least Thor 2 did, of, you know, yeah, it's part of this bigger universe and all this. But everything was so entertaining that you kind of forgave that. And, you know, it didn't feel so much like filler or a big teaser for the next movie. 
And that's all this movie feels like is just a big, is a two hour teaser for the next Avengers. Uh, and I, I mean, that's to me, that's lame. Like I, I think that the the story and the and the twist, quote unquote twist. There's nothing interesting going on in this movie. Like, I, I guess we were supposed to be surprised at who the Winter Soldier ends up being, but I don't think it was that much of a reveal, really. And well, I, I, I was under the impression that, like, it was common knowledge who the Winter Soldier was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it certainly wasn't common knowledge to me, I don't think. Okay, but well, it, not, I, I, not that like, I going, like, the first time when the reveal a... happened. Wait, say that again? <laughs> Uh, not, not that I cared when the reveal happened, like, <laughs> but, but that's it still wasn't common knowledge. Yeah, no, but yeah. they they set it up to make it, I guess, for people who, I guess who weren't inundated with the comics or I guess the knowledge of who the Winter Soldier is beforehand. But well, I, I guess I just feel that it was sort of like the con reveal in Star Trek, where like everybody, it, it seemed to me that people were having the conversation of who the Winter Soldier was going to be. As soon as there was a Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, (laughs) we all knew that it was who it was going to be when they announced that, like, the same actor was coming back. Yeah. So it was obviously, I mean, it wasn't like Khan where they, we pretty much knew it was Khan and they were deliberately saying, no, 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 it's not Khan at all. And then it was like, yeah, we knew that all along. Um, But, I mean, I think for the context of the movie, I don't think the reveal is anything special. And there are other, you know, quote unquote twists. Like, you're like, really? Like, I don't think. Um, I mean, and especially like when you when you see it in this film, you're like, there's no way they're going to have the balls to. Yeah, man, I, I just was not on board with it. I think it was completely uninteresting. I think they completely wasted someone like Robert Redford's talents. I think they could have done something really cool with him, but they didn't. And uh, I, I mean, I gotta say it, and I'm sure, I'm sure. I know Chris was thinking it. I was in his head during this movie, but man, those fight scenes were terrible, dude. Like I couldn't see jack crap. And, like I think uh, Captain America. I think he has like there was some badass moves that he has, like with throwing his shield and stuff. But uh, you know, too bad I couldn't see it. I mean, that's that's what that's what sucks is that like the first movie had like such a like an like an old school feel, and then this movie feels very like millennial. It doesn't look very good. It looks very cheap. It looks you know we got shaky cam and everything's like really bland and like the production all looks the same. Like it's all like these really boring grays and like none of it is interesting like i i think it's weird it's almost like if it you know it's almost like we had batman begins but then like in the dark night nolan was like all right we're gonna go back to the schumacher style it's like what but you just established that you know the tone of these movies is gonna be super dark and gritty and whatever but that's how i felt about captain america so lay it on me let's go (laughs) all right well steven what did you think of this so this is awkward um i was pretty sure i was gonna go into this being like the only guy with moderately negative things to say like like i thought this was gonna be one of those things where you two were gonna be gushing and i was gonna have to be like all right all right it was still a pretty dumb action movie um and instead i might actually be more positive than carson is um i i mean so i should say first that the marvel superhero universe 
like that that curve that I'm grading on is not my favorite thing. Like they're big blockbuster popcorn flicks. I don't think the depth of emotion is ever very high, even in an Iron Man. Like I know you loved Iron Man three. I, I thought it was fun. Like I thought most of these movies are fun, uh, but even Iron Man three wasn't like transcendent to me or anything. Yeah. Um, but graded on that curve, I thought this movie was just fine. Like I, I thought it was plenty of fun. Uh, I actually thought the action was pretty cool. I know you couldn't see everything going on, but especially with, like, uh, like the Black Widow fighting or Falcon fighting, I thought there was a lot of pretty cool stuff in it. Uh, the plot, in terms of these dumb, predictable superhero movie plots, was at least exciting to watch. <laughs> like, I can't say it was surprising at all. Uh, but I definitely never felt bored during the movie, and I didn't let out, like, nearly as many audible groans as I thought I would have. Um... I should say I watched this movie the way that God intended, which is a couple drinks in in IMAX 3D at 11:45 <laughs> at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was like I I didn't love it. I definitely didn't leave the movie wanting to recommend it to everyone. But I I thought they did a good job with the uh, with the character with the material to make it entertaining. Um, I think they recognize that Captain America is a kind of one-note character, so I'm glad that they tied in, like, Nick Fury and uh, Black Widow and Falcon. I don't think that's a spoiler, because he's in the movie poster. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a spoiler. Like, I thought they did a smart move to make it fun. I, I mean, I thought it captured, for sheer entertainment value, the same kind of vibe that the Avengers captured, where it's just these you know, this band of superheroes going out and doing cool stuff. Uh, never transcendent. Like, I never understood why the Avengers had a 90-something percent. Uh, and I certainly don't understand why this movie is in 88 range right now. But on the curve of the Marvel Universe, I thought this was, you know, in the mid to upper level. Only worse than, you know, Iron Man, the the Iron Man series, maybe better than Iron Man 2 and not much worse than Iron Man 3. Like, my love for Iron Man 3 wasn't much different from this. Like, both of those movies I thought were a completely fun way to spend a couple hours. Um, I thought, like, the level of action and the believability that the characters in this movie could fail, largely because Scarlett Johansson is just a person. She's not, like, a you know, super strong, <laughs> can fall from powers. a building and be okay. Um, I, I thought the tension here was at least as good as in most of the other Marvel movies. Uh, obviously, there's no real emotion. <laughs> there's no real character development. I mean, Captain America is a pretty, like, one-note, emotionless thing, and it's hard to sell, like, justice as being cool. Uh, <laughs> but at least... Except in Team America. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But it's not so even, even cool in whole... Team America. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so the whole like idea is like a pretty trite one that everyone saw coming from a mile away, and it's stupid. But at least going in, I was expecting like some nationalistic fervor, like yeah, America, justice. And instead, they went more of like the Snowden anti NSA. You know, who do we trust? Who don't we trust? Route, which, even though it's still like shallow and completely predictable and it's a movie made by all the evil people anyway so <laughs> it's not gonna go anywhere um it's still i thought it was better than it could have been uh, the biggest problem that i have when watching these movies knowing that i don't care about character development and i don't care about plot because like they're not really gonna happen uh 
is I get a case of what I'm calling lone survivor's guilt, which is where all these, like, <laughs> secondary characters just die, like, like you know, French pirates are just killed, oh, or yeah. shield members, or random people in a bus. Like, they're just punched to death in ways that are supposed to seem cool, and I'm supposed to root for the main characters. And instead, I, like, I, I kind of cringe. It's like, ugh. Uh, you really you just shot that guy like well there was a lot of like innocent bystander death in this movie which i thought was sort of weird for captain america because he's supposed to be like you know protector of good so many people die like there's one scene where a character says like you know you're captain america this isn't your style you wouldn't do this bad thing to me but it totally does seem to be his style like in the opening scene of the movie the the sound that the punches make like he had to have broken like 30 necks oh he he, like completely killed those dudes but not even like i guess they're i guess they're french so it's not a big deal or something i don't know i don't know they're foreign who cares yeah yeah that's but but even like the like the winter soldier is like shooting up the streets of washington dc clearly there's like people getting killed left and right and it just seems so weird it's like it doesn't fit with what captain america i like what he stood for in the first movie well don't forget that not to defend it the actions that are taking place but who the winter soldier is and why he is and and what he's doing makes a hundred percent consistent sense why he would just be shooting up civilians in the street attempting to like finish his goal like yeah but i mean if you look at it in the context of at least in the avengers when the giant shit hits the fan in in new york or wherever and there's all that destruction going on in the city at least like captain america makes a point to go like to block stuff off to like have it continue from continuing out of like a us you know the radius that they're in to destroying like more people like he makes a conscious effort to be like i don't want the destruction to go any further and here he's just like i'm you know i don't know it's weird it was almost like in the the mechanic remake with jason statham where he's all like i'm discreet i'm the mechanic i do everything discreetly and then in the last like big action sequence he's blowing up like city blocks and it's like well that was very discreet mr statham that goes against your code uh yeah it feel it felt like that to me so i I don't know that the winter soldier scenes bothered me that much i mean i thought I, they definitely did try to Nolanize this movie, and I felt like the Winter Soldier was very much a like Nolan-esque type villain in this, where it's like massive destruction, a guy standing in the street, and like crap is blowing up left and right. Yeah, and and I was I was okay with that tonally. It was a little weird. The Captain America. There's never a scene where he's like rescuing people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like you you would think maybe a superhero would do that, but. I don't know. It it was more for me just all of the all of the fighting that they do throughout the movie. Like the people who are maybe bad but clearly just henchmen, not like evil in in any real way, are just getting annihilated. Like like shot in the face. Like people are actually just shooting them. <laughs> and it I don't I don't know. There's something about that that like made me cringe. But I mean that's that's what I'm saying that it it felt it felt out of place for Marvel and for captain america like it just didn't jive but with that said once that quiet ethical part of me you know fell asleep or something i i was able to enjoy it just fine like 
I, I'm grading this on a curve, kind of like a guy who doesn't like jazz music saying like, oh, well, that that sounded pretty fine. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, that was, that was like, maybe I'm not the right one, because to me, all of these movies are very similar. They're just like dumb fun for a couple hours. Uh, but on that curve, I thought this was at least in like the upper upper 30% of the bell curve. I don't know. Chris, what did you think? <sighs> okay, guys. So, I'll start off by saying I did not like this movie. Ah, oh, praise um, Kevin Sorbo. I'm really I... the one defending it? I never thought this was going to happen. <laughs> well, here's the thing is, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it for completely separate reasons than why Carson didn't like it. Um, and even I disagree with, like, so I disagree with some of the things Carson said, and I disagree with some of the things that Steven said. I've been trying to write down some notes uh, and so that I can try to speak to some of those points. But I think I'll just start by saying the opening scene of this film is the the tone that this film should have taken. Oh, like com- Anthony I completely Mackie, agree with that. Huh? huh? I, I just want to put out there right now, I completely agree with that. Okay, yeah. So, like, Anthony Mackie trying to run laps, being overtaken by Captain America, and him just continually, like, saying, on your left, is exactly what this film needed to be the entire movie um and and i'm i like as i said going into this film like i wanted a little bit less uh, of the captain america shtick and more of a a little bit serious um story but rather than getting a serious story with a charming character they are are shoehorning in other characters simply for humor beats like um steven you commented on the fact that they actually worked in you know black widow uh, well into the story and Nick Fury into the story and um, you know at the beginning we were, we were you know joking as a, as a group that like she is in this film as much as Captain America is but to me she doesn't have a purpose in the film other than to add humor to a humorless story like she is there to like oh action scene followed by her saying what about this chick from accounting would you want to date her and it's just like this idea of she's only there like normally she would be there as the sexual tension, but instead she's there as the humorist trying to set him up with I felt somebody. The <laughs> <laughs> we, felt the we all felt the tension except for Captain America. He yeah. clearly doesn't feel any tension except he's, for he's asexual. Yeah, he only feels the tension of the Winter Soldier's arm hitting a shield, but that's that's Hey-o. later on in the story. Um, and and I think that just like. You know, there's a couple things that you guys both said that are, like, I would consider huge spoilers, but you guys are talking about them nonchalantly, so I'm just not going to worry about it. Uh, like, the, like, back in time makes sense as a, as a villain. Present day doesn't really make sense as a villain. Like, I, I guess contextually I buy it, but it just, it doesn't seem, like, he could have had plenty of other people to be dealing with bringing... It's just not that intriguing to me. Like, it just doesn't seem like it. it like, that's a really long game they're playing. <laughs> like, maybe the, I should mention I didn't see the first movie, so I didn't know that <laughs> spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, well, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> In that case, I will stop talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, they are in the movie, and let's face it, they are pretty lame villains. Well, they are in the movie, and I didn't say how they come about in the movie, so yeah, hopefully... Nobody knows. I mean, it's it would have made a lot more sense if they just had the villain be, like, some new shadowy organization. Well, let's just say that, like, plan to get into this movie, 
is a freaking long haul plan. Oh, that and they have to explain it so much. It just it just doesn't make sense. Anyways, now that we've done a terrible job of not spoiling this movie. Oh well, it's not like the twists are anything special. Well, e- either way, I I just I feel yeah. that like I feel that like Nick Fury's presence um and and Black Widow's presence or in, and Anthony Mackie or what was his name the Super the Hawk what Falcon <laughs> the Falcon. Falcon. I actually uh, thought Anthony Mackie was the best thing in this movie. I think he was in the movie that it should have been. No, no, his his character is great. I like yeah. him. His presence is great, but yeah. his presence is only there to offset the the non Marvel tone. Like he is right. the Marvel character that that keeps the Marvel tone in the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. So, like it is like I was happy to have him there, but I saw the strings of him being there simply because they wrote this movie without the presence of any marvelness and any marvel humor um so he just needed to be there to keep that 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 tonal jokiness throughout the film um in a way that wasn't present in the way they wrote the story so uh, that just bothered me in general um the you know you guys talked about the the you know both you made comments that are basically on the same page of uh you know Captain America just like obliterating people, and I actually like that was one of my favorite parts of the film. <laughs> like, when, like when he would just like run up the side of a wall and just kick a guy. I mean, who that di- was that was cool. Um, like yes, that guy probably died when he got kicked, <laughs> <laughs> or at least is you know completely paralyzed. <laughs> but, like, but he landed in the water, so he's probably he's, okay. he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I completely. I think anytime Captain America was like punching bad dudes, I'm I'm completely okay with that. But like the frivolous violence of just like clearly people getting shot up on the streets, like that to me seems way out of place. Well, as I was trying to say, like you both made comments about frivolous violence. Uh, Stephen was mentioning Captain America being the the person like hurting people really bad. And you, Carson, mentioned, like, the Winter Soldiers, like, obliterating people in the streets. Like, I was fine with the both of those because what this film got right was communicating the the efficientness and the raw power of Captain America himself. Like, there is, like, one of my favorite moments is him just shield bashing the wall to change direction. Like, he's chasing after the Winter Soldier and he just runs into a wall and, like, leaves this huge dent and then, like, you know, veers off to the side to go, like... The they communicated him as being just this really fast, really powerful guy, and that like that, besides the the shtick of like go America and justice and stuff, like it's that he is just physically he, like he is another Thor or another like you know like he is just this overpowered human being. So the fact that they actually communicate his power, uh, you know that that sort of worked for me, and you know I'm fine with him, like it just. The, the efficiency of him, like, we're going to assault this carrier, and he just runs from one side to the other, taking guys out. And he's like, all right, cool, mission's done. Like, he, his character does feel, um, he, he's lost some of his charm because he's just doing his job now. Like, that's what he's been doing over the last couple of years. And, like, that aspect of it sort of, that aspect totally worked for me. But, like, I think everything else about the story of where the plot goes and, you know, who they're bringing in and for what reasons, it sort of just felt like... Th- the film doesn't there's nothing interesting happening to me like the villains aren't 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 great the the set piece of like all the shield related set pieces like don't work for me at all really it's only the the 
the Winter Soldier versus Captain America, and even that is not, um, it's not the relationship that those two people may have with each other. It is simply the fact that Captain America is this overpowered guy who can just punch every enemy away, and now he's fighting one person. Like, in the trailer, there's a scene where the Winter Soldier catches Captain America's shield, and that is what we have here. Like, it's, you know, one of the reasons I loved, uh, I loved Man of Steel was the presentation of two overpowered, like, beings who cannot, like, defeat each other fighting and dealing with that. And, like, here, Captain America has lived in a universe where he can just punch everybody to death and nobody can hurt him. And now he's fighting a person who, theoretically, not only has a similar, like, strength and everything to him, but instead of having a shield that he wields, he just has a frickin' metal arm that is, I'm guessing, made out of a similar material to the shield because... You know, like that scene where he punches the shield. That they seem to have an equal and opposite, uh, you know, ability there. Uh, mm. So like, the Winter Soldier existing was cool to me. Like, and and while Stephen, or sorry, while Carson, you were talking about like, you know, the Winter Soldier is just obliterating people in the street, and there's no scenes where Captain America is just like diving in the way to help protect people. Like, I think the reason that works for me is because. Captain America is out of his element like he doesn't know what to do and he is literally in danger for possibly one of the first times in a long time and he can't think about like oh I gotta help the old lady in the you know, bus because he doesn't know how to even react to somebody who is assaulting him this way like so something yeah but then, then there was also I mean not just him but I mean Scarlett Johansson and Anthony Mackie are definitely pulling out their guns and just shooting at random things too so it well, they're, they're not shooting at random things. They're shooting no, at the but Winter I mean, Soldier. <laughs> they're shooting at the Winter Soldier, but I mean, there's definitely, they're shoot, they're retaliating back in a public setting, and it all just felt very, yeah, Captain America's out of his element, but it all just felt very un-Captain well, America. Well, in all fairness, most of the time that, uh, you know, the Falcon or whatever his name is, is shooting at things, it's while he's in the air and he's shooting at either a ship or he's shooting at the, the Winter Soldier on top of a helicarrier that's in the air, so... Theoretically, civilians are, you know, not in the danger path for that. I mean, definitely civilians died. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm not saying they didn't though. die. I'm just saying that it wasn't. I mean, it it didn't have that sense of like you know in the first Captain America there was that great scene where he goes to save the kid and the kid's just like I can swim go catch the bad guy like like that's like well, that's th- what that the, that's also, what this movie was missing though. It but was that missing also that happened humor. two seconds after he became Captain America. There was no no no, no. yeah I'm yeah. It did, but I'm just saying, like, it, this movie is missing that level of, of humor and, and fun. Yeah. Steven, you were going to say something. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, to reiterate, that I don't know how many civilians die in this movie. I mean, all of these movies require a suspension of disbelief about that. Like, like the Superman movie, which I wasn't a big fan of. It seems pretty clear from a logical perspective that many, many people died during the battle between you know, Superman and what's-his-face? Yeah. Zog. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zod. Uh, but to me, that that kind of thing doesn't bug me so much. Like, I know going into a superhero movie, I just have to ignore the damage that's being done. I need to go in Team America, World Police style. Um, <laughs> but just the, the explicit violence in this felt... I, I don't honestly care about the character of Captain America. Like, I have no preconceived notion other than he's kind of lame. <laughs> so I'm fine with <laughs> exactly. them breaking from that. <laughs> um, 
but just something didn't rub me the right way it felt like mean-spirited it didn't feel yeah it didn't feel fun to have that level of violence in the movie like lightheartedly like they're telling jokes while they're shooting people and you know destroying them with this huge shield that would clearly like <laughs> nobody would survive a hit in the face with that shield well yeah. i mean the, the the difference here and i mentioned it when we talked about uh sabotage but uh the, the difference between like man of steel and and this captain america is like man of steel clearly takes place in a comic book universe that yeah they're trying to go for the more uh nolanized uh, style but uh it's man of steel more so than batman takes place in that comic book world so like i'm okay with like all that destruction and i can buy into the fact that you know uh superman is you know kind of this is his first time he's ever faced this giant of a power or whatever and in captain america winter soldier i'm not on board with it because they are trying to go for that like grounded realistic feeling just like how sabotage was supposed to be like that gritty real world and there you know people are getting chopped up and nailed to the ceiling and you're just like i don't want to see this uh and so that's why it does it feels like very out of place it doesn't have that feeling like because iron man 3 was really violent i thought but i was okay with it because it just felt like a coked out shane black 80s movie and I and it was completely comic book style, and it just didn't exist in a real world. And then it's okay, I think, for everyone to be cracking wise. And and here when they're doing it, it just doesn't feel. It feels off. You're just like, why would Scarlett Johansson kick somebody off of a building and then just be like, oh yeah, what about April in accounting? It's just like I I can't get on board with that. Well, in all fairness, for that scene specifically. She wasn't just kicking a guy off a balcony. They were, like... No, I... I yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. I just say that... That like, guy she, wasn't going to die from that fall. That's all I'll say. <laughs> he didn't die, but there are scenes where she's just, like... There are scenes earlier in the movie where she's also <laughs> making lighthearted comments... She's kind of making... While wielding a gun and shooting while people. While shooting people in the face or whatever, yeah. True, true. And also, one last comment about, uh, you know, the Man of Steel. Everybody likes to talk about the fact that, like, while superman is fighting you know people are probably dying but we seem to forget that there is the terraforming device which was going to lay waste to the city anyway so even if the people didn't get hit by superman plowing zod through a building they were going to die when the terraforming machine zapped the ground with the gravity pulse yeah so so you're saying innocent deaths for the greater good (laughs) are are a noble cause because that's how i kind of viewed it too was that he... I think I know which side you're on in this. But, I, but uh, I'm Marvel not just universe. saying I'm, I'm not just saying that innocent deaths for the greater good are okay. Clearly, we all know that. What I'm saying is, if they were dying anyways, yeah. <laughs> <what's> the... <laughs> well, no, because like the 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 terraforming device was already in effect, so it was already destroying things. And Superman, yes, people died, obviously, but he ended up saving the world. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the people. Exactly. <laughs> But I, I, I do want to mention, um, and I think, I know I've, I've mentioned this before, and we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of these big budget action movies like The Lone Ranger, and, and uh, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but a lot of them do this where they, they focus so much on the plot, and the plot is 
anything but interesting. And I feel like this movie does the same thing where it's all plot, plot, plot. We don't get any really good character moments, save for like Anthony Mackie trying to pull this thing together. Uh, but that's what it is. This movie is all plot and it's all people saying lines of dialogue that is just like techno mumbo jumbo that just sounds like, mm, the algorithms do not work, sir. Mm, yeah, upload my, those algorithms. My, my friend and I laughed. That was one of the laugh out loud moments is whenever they brought up, because we both work in AI, and whenever they brought up like, oh, the AI encrypted this so I can't log in. Right, <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like that was every other line of dialogue. Like if you took a drink for every time someone said a line of dialogue, that you'd be dead in like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be every movie? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like this movie more so than I, I any other that. like I think the artist you could you'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you for any line where someone was just like going he's going up the third floor, I'm moving, moving in, it's like uh, if you really want to see Academy Award winner Robert Redford say lines like uh that program is encrypted and, and takes two alpha members to initiate, then you're in luck because you're going to get it in this movie. Yeah, it was way worse than, you know, in RoboCop where, you know, you couldn't assassinate uh, anybody that was an upper-level member of the company. You talking about in the original RoboCop? Yeah, I am. Yeah, but that was not every other scene and it had like an actual plot that was interesting and I, you could I, go off I'm just of. teasing you, Carson. <laughs> but I'm but I'm giving you that's why that that was better. It was acceptable at least. Anyways, back back to what I was saying, like before these like fourteen ten. No, dude, it's there, dude. It's I'm just saying, like I I noticed it. It was very distracting. I thought. That okay, that's yeah, yeah. I'm not no, I'm not I, saying I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying moving on because clearly it was dumb. Um, all right. The the main like the main thing for me, uh, which like what what this what this film promised with its trailer, uh, for me was that it was going to take the shtick of Captain America and legitimize it in a way that now his ideas of justice might mean something in more than just a isn't Captain America lame thing. Like, the idea that S.H.I.E.L.D. is putting all this stuff into play that, like, Qu Captain America, for the last however many years it's been, has been doing these jobs in this really efficient way, and he's sort of lost the joy of being able to do something for America and for justice and good. And now he's sort of doing it because it's his job, and not only does he not love it anymore, but he's starting to question the validity of um these missions that he's going on like are these like you know there's a scene in the trailer where he says you know like um uh fury says okay we're gonna neutralize a lot of things before they take place and you know he's like i thought the punishment is supposed to come after the crime um and like you know the we're getting this idea of you know like hey maybe it's not cool to just bust in and take these people out if we don't even know that they were actually doing anything bad, like they weren't actually engaged in any like terrorist act or anything like that. It's, it's this idea that like, Hey, until somebody does something like shows that they're a threat, why are we attacking them? And then you yeah, have, why Robert... hasn't there been a movie made about that idea <laughs> called minority report? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Robert Redford saying like, you know, like if you want to build up this one thing first, you got to tear it down or whatever. And like th this, this film sold the idea of captain America is starting to distrust the government and the agency that he works for because they don't hold up to his his beliefs and instead of being like hey this is this joke of like isn't he weird that way it's more like oh well maybe this jokiness character will actually turn out to be something of some sort of merit or weight or you know it will it'll, it will cease being a joke and be like a legitimate thing 
And instead of allowing that to take place, this film just gives it a real bad guy. So it's like, oh, maybe he had a reason not to trust things he was doing because literally the bad guy was there. Um, so, like, I think it cheapens the the evolution of the character by making his mistrust of his missions rooted in the fact that there's something there to mistrust instead of just being something that he disagrees with. Does that make sense? I, I can see that. I mean, they definitely didn't, they didn't have the balls to make, make the villain quote be a sort of gray area character where you're driven in principle to fight him. Uh, they had to make him be clearly evil, but like every, I challenge you to name any superhero movie that doesn't do that. Like, like where the person you're fighting is actually not, not an objectively just ruthless evil guy. Well, no, like I, I, I would be fine with if, so let's pretend like the big bad of this film was like, I, I'm fine with that. The, the main bad guy or one of the main bad guys, I'm fine with them being just pure evil, but them being, I don't even know how to say it without just like explicitly saying the, the, the entire end of this film and, and, and what the actual plot is. But to me, it's like, I have no problem with whoever the villain is of a story being just evil and having their motives be evil and being a guy who needs to be stopped. But I feel like rather than letting there not be a bad guy and just be a good guy who maybe is misguided, they just took all that aspect out of the story and just had it's it's almost like captain america thinks there's a good guy that's misguided but nope turns out there's just a bad guy so it yeah, so they definitely didn't allow for the tension of us believing that maybe he's just misguided yeah. uh, you know they pretty immediately copped out and made us clear like oh yeah no he's right yeah <laughs> it, I mean, it's i mean i could compare it to our no review where it's like we it, it, it's the film is sort of allowing for the idea that like you know noah may not have understood the dreams correctly you know what i mean like there's nothing in this film that allows for the fact that like like imagine if captain america thought people were doing something bad and like he became he becomes a bad guy in a sense taking out the good organization he becomes noah that would be so cool <laughs> <laughs> That would be a lot but, more but interesting. You know what I mean? They're like, we have to start I, over. I think what this film promised was the was a world in which Captain America does something theoretically bad for a noble cause and takes down a good uh, an organization that's theoretically good um, because he's trying to do the right thing. Um, and instead, we get a movie where an organization that's theoretically good has some bad people in it. And he's just fighting those bad people. I get, there is a moment. It's pretty much impossible to discuss this without giving spoilers. There's a moment where he is talking to the other members of the team right before the final action sequence, uh, where there are two options, kind of, of what to do. Yeah. And one of the options would be only the one you said, like get rid of the very bad people, protect ourselves. And the other option is the one he chooses, which says the whole institution is not... I, I don't know. I, I think they kind of they kind of pivoted it to what you would have wanted toward the end. It was just maybe too little too late. Yeah, I, but like, I think they wanted that theme to be floating around the area, but it was never... 
a primary part of the film and I think it needed to be for Captain America to have an actual arc because in this film he has no arc it's just another mission that he's completing mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know something bothered me and then the last thing I want to say is just that this film suffers from a similar like I'm, I'm complaining in this the same thing I complained about Iron Man 3 which is that like in Iron Man 3 we get this establishment of like you know these like 47 suits that Iron Man can use without needing to use and they have to figure out a way to remove those so that in the Avengers they don't exist well we have a similar problem in this because by the end of this film like there kind of is no more shield (laughs) like a little bit of spoiler there spoiler but (laughs) like the organization is sort of disbanded in a way like but it's S.H.I.E.L.D. that runs the Avengers, right? Yeah. So, how does Avengers 2 even happen if the organization... Well, that's something we'll just have to wait and find out. Yeah, I think they run themselves. I, I don't know anything about the comic book canon or whatever. Yeah. That's all... I think Colby Smulders runs yeah, them. That, that's all <laughs> I'll say. I, I feel like the organization of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, all these films have... Like, every single film has S.H.I.E.L.D. being a huge presence in the film. And suddenly in this film, like, there's still a huge presence, but after this, they theoretically couldn't be a huge presence. Well, I don't think that's like a... I mean, you could say that about any of these movies because it hasn't happened yet. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I, I think, like, with the Iron Man suits, I mean, that's... You're, you're basing something off of a movie that hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, it could all be explained. It obviously will all be explained in that film. But it doesn't make well, any sense as to how it, it won't Captain America... It, it won't obviously be explained in that film because there's a bunch of films since that have promised to explain why the Avengers don't don't appear in all the other films that have come out and they never have a good reason for why that, would, that has happened. No, I mean, I think at, like post-Avengers, the reason why they don't just call up the other team members for whatever event becomes less and less, I guess, uh, you know, it's not as uh, convincing, especially in this film when, like, you know, there's definitely carnage in the streets of Washington, D.C. You don't think Tony Stark is, like, watching this shit on the news going, like, oh, maybe I should go help him out. Like, I I feel like at least with, uh, you know, something like Thor 2, it's confined to, like, a completely different world, and... Even in Iron Man three, you kind of bought it because it was, it was only, it wasn't really in like in a public. Well, not really, but I don't know. It just it felt more contained to just. No, Tony I'll, Stark. I'll give you that. It, it wasn't carnage in the streets in Iron Man three. It was very much just things happening to Tony Stark, and yeah. then other scenes towards the end. That by the time you knew something was going on, you would have been too late. But but to also get there, in probably. Iron Man three, it's much a personal vendetta, like. Like Tony Stark says, yeah. "I'm coming for you, Mandarin." Like, like you're gonna, right. I'm well, gonna I mean, take you feel- out. It, it, it's he himself doesn't call the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, he, it, it's no, no, because no, it feels it feels contained to just his story. But I mean, I in in the Winter Soldier, it just seems like since everything would be so publicized, like why wouldn't why wouldn't they think like, well, you know, we can just have Hulk, you know, go jump on one of these helicarriers and everything will be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they just say one of Tony Stark's 40 suits could, oh, that's right, because he destroys them all at the end of Iron Man 3 for yeah, no but reason. I, yeah, but you're, 
Yeah, but you're again, you're complaining about something that like was confined to just Iron Man three. Like maybe he'll bring back the forty suits. I don't know. Well, I don't know why you're so hung up on the forty suits. Like you're like the one person because it was it was an artificial was constraint. Like it was like, well, how are you going to explain them not using these forty suits in the future? It's like, oh, I know, we'll blow them up for no reason. I mean, he could just rebuild them again. I mean, that that was just for the the plot of Iron Man three though. I mean, the the forty suits was to represent of how like alone he's become. He just be, he's just been building all this stuff. I mean, it was it was more of a character thing than uh, an Avengers thing, like a, an overall Marvel universe well, kind of thing. I, I I get that, but my my complaint was that whether or not they liked it, that it, the existence of what they created has to play into the the future Avengers films. Um, I mean, it doesn't because the the threat in the next Avengers could be so big that they don't need 40 suits they need something bigger so he, he and again again we're talking about a movie that hasn't even happened yet or existed so we don't know i mean it could be all explained as to why they wouldn't want to call on tony stark to make a bunch of iron man suits right, well when it comes out we will discover why there's no shield and why there are no 40 suits probably yeah all right anyways moving on Anybody else have any last comments? <laughs> or or rebuttals? Not really. Uh, no, I don't I don't know why like the 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 well the, the whole thing with the helicarriers and what they have to do to them I think was uh I just seemed really lame. I mean in a movie full of lame, that was probably the lamest thing. I feel like it's just the cliche that has to happen in a movie like this yeah but like i mean i don't know you think they're they could have done something a little more interesting i think it would have been better but at least they did at least they didn't open a portal it it would have been hilarious if they just had to get to the helicarriers before they took off and hold down the reset button for five seconds to reset all the like uh you know authentication and junk that all the servers had and then it could just be like the carriers default to like linksys 257 and then you just like (laughs) wirelessly connect and gain control of them Password is password. Yes. That, that would have actually been pretty awesome. <laughs> Real technology. For it would have also been hilarious yes. if Captain America is the one who figured out to do that and everybody else was like, I got to hack in and Tony Stark can give me like 17 AIs to try to like go in there and Jarvis, get me in there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Captain America's like, guys, I got this. Wait, try 192.168.1.1. <laughs> yes. What he said. Yeah. Yes. The algorithms, they're not working. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> there's a lot of algorithms in this there movie. are I don't a, think lot, they, a, a lot, lot of, of them didn't uh, magnetic work. tape also yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well i think that's probably gonna do it then so we should get to our verdicts guys okay yes, our algorithmic algorithmic uh captain verdicts. algorithm here they are carson if you're going to give us a must-see a I don't remember what they are. Recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must avoid. Yes, thank you, Stephen. If you're going to give this film any of those, Carson, what would you give it? I would, I would give it a must avoid. I think there's nothing worthwhile in this film, and I think it desperately could have used some dark elves or uh, something of that nature so, some, to uh, some coke and tits, live- probably right yeah it needed to liven the spirit of this movie because it was a it had its serious face on right after that opening after that that opening like i said the opening sequence was great 
Like, it, it established, like, this is going to be a fun movie. And then once he drove away with ScarJo, it was just like, let's put our serious faces on because that's what this is going to be. Yeah. Steven? I never thought this would happen, that I'd be the the highest <laughs> scoring one. But I think I would actually give this a recommend with a caveat. The caveat being, if you like movies like The Avengers or something, and you're not <laughs> worried about big plot or, or big, uh, you know, character development, you just want to see, you know, some of your favorite superheroes team up, fight a battle. Like, I think this had plenty to love in it. I mean, it had a lot of people from The Avengers play roles in this movie like it's been a good week for robin shabatsky <laughs> hopefully that doesn't spoil anything um <laughs> and yeah i don't know i maybe maybe i wasn't watching it through enough of a critical lens like i turned off whatever part of me would have expected something great but i was totally happy with what i got i don't regret forking out money for watching it in imax 3d getting popcorn you know you, I thought it was you a really fun way just to sold yourself to, to Marvel and to, you're like take my money Marvel <laughs> exactly take my and all the trailers they showed before like take my money fine Guardians of the Galaxy yes fine. yes whatever I, Godzilla sure X Men yeah take my money <laughs> <laughs> Transformers Dino Punch yeah I will say when I saw Noah in IMAX they showed the Transformers trailer that Dino Punch looks pretty awesome in IMAX <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty bad you really want to see it in D box though right so you can feel that Dino Punch. I, I want to feel it, dude. I want to feel. I want to see it in 4D, and they shoot water at my face. I want to feel the breath coming off the Dino Bomb. All right. Well. Yeah. See, they should have put Noah in there because then you'd have 4D days and 4D nights. All right. So, um, technically, if you want to see Carson be wronged by the fact that Avengers 2 will not explain what happened to Shield or what happened to the 4D robots, um, technically for you, this is a must see. So you can know what I'm talking about when I say what happened to Shield. Um, but but in seriousness, I'm going to give this like I'm going to go with wait for rental simply because um, like I didn't enjoy it. But the problem is that this sits in a universe in which all these films theoretically matter to each other. So if unless you're going to stop watching this phase of Marvel films, uh, freaking see the movie, like maybe wait till it comes out on a rental. But you should see it before. um before never i it like i don't think anything remaining in this i think you know we were um we were talking at the top of the show about how like somebody is a genius for like trying to weave all these films together and they literally are because i feel that i almost cannot give any film in the series anything less than a wait for rental anymore because they're all part of a huge puzzle and whether or not you're a completist like films that you do like in the series are going to be referencing events in the other films in some way or another so we're kind of just in a world where like the worst we can give this except for carson who can give this a it sucks too bad to ever want to see um it we're sort of in a time where you kind of at least got to rent these once they come out um Mm -hmm. so wait for rental for me though to counter that i have not seen the first movie and i feel like i understood this just fine true but except for i didn't know what i was spoiling and what i (laughs) was exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah like I think you can follow most of these movies without having seen some of the others, but you just won't, maybe you won't get some of the random references they drop, but I mean, it's pretty easy to, to connect the dots. I think actually you should see the first Captain America, um, Steven, because <laughs> when you find out all about Hydra, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, plus it's also just a much better movie. Um, 
Yeah, it'll also it'll also make more sense who that old lady in the hospital is. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that part. Well, you just thought Captain America was into the older chicks. Yeah. Well, te- yeah, technically the same age, yeah, right? Movie. Yeah. I mean, well, he's from that time period, so he's like, okay. All right. Well, I believe that is going to be the end of this review. So, Carson, if uh, people want to find you, where can they do that? Uh, go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. I don't know why it sounded like I didn't know. <laughs> Steven. You can go to sdavidmiller.com, twitter.com slash sdavidmiller, facebook.com slash sdavidmiller. Cool. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at spoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to figure out when these episodes go live or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Captain America the Winter Soldier. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think Steven only, he liked the movie because he doesn't want to get death threats from the fanboys. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, I don't. I clearly. never thought there would come a day where there would be a big action movie that I am the one defending, and both of you are against it. That is a. It's nice flipping the, flipping the spoiler warning dynamic on its head for a little bit. <laughs> well, so so Chris, you're you're actually giving the. Well, and Chris actually gave this movie one rating too. So that's a that's a different. Yeah, you're, you're right. sticking with happened. Wait for Rental, right? Yeah. I technically gave Noah two ratings, but the the website says one, so we're just going to keep it that way. <laughs> and I will say that probably the only time Steven and I have agreed on something and Chris was not in agreement was Grand Budapest. I would completely give that a must-see, and uh, I think that's the only time that's ever happened. I'm, I'm glad to see that. A rare unicorn of a time. <laughs> well, but, can uh, we add the Grand Budapest review <laughs> onto uh, the website for this movie? <laughs> on to the, for this one? Yeah, yeah, for this one. Carson says, also must see Grand <laughs> oh, Budapest. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. Must avoid for Captain America. Go see <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel. Well, in all fairness, that movie is not what, what I think we could consider a regular movie. Like, I, I'm pretty sure if I had you guys take an envelope and write your review for the film in the envelope and sealed it that if i pulled that out at the end of our recording it would have not changed from what you wrote before you saw the movie what, so because you're saying since we liked wes anderson that we just like the movie because of it no what i'm saying is that as steven pointed out in his review for the thing is that he can't imagine um and i'm paraphrasing so you can correct me if this isn't exactly what you said steven but I believe you said that like you can't imagine somebody who is a big fan of Wes Anderson seeing that film and not liking it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I, I would stand by that. I, I, I agree with that. But I, I, th- I think even Grand Budapest is even more... Uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's very accessible more than some of his other movies. Well, and I think that even if you haven't seen all of his films, you would go into Grand Budapest and... I feel like you would really enjoy it if you hadn't, if you'd only seen like a couple of his other. Well, movies. my my point was was merely that if you guys were agreeing on some random film, that would carry more weight as far as you guys, like, it would have been more out of nowhere that y- that you guys were both agreeing and I was opposite of you guys together, than in that film. 
that makes sense. I, I, I think it, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, really I'll let Chris win this one. I think, I think he's right. <laughs> we agree again. <laughs> Hooray. All right. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening and hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail, hail Hitler. <laughs>